finish him. I'd say I want to go. McAniff makes it three. Fatality. She has a built different from the rest. Diamonds on her finger and she always looks up there. She is a gangster with a hundred male stare. When she walks, her feet don't touch a flower. She is a belter. She plays the lightning, have a hundred miles high. Does she knock the thunder like a god inside the sky? She is a dancer. And she dances in my dreams Reminds me that the world is not as evil as it seems She is a belter Welcome to Tales in the East End episode 86 And it's me, Gary P And of course, the Prof, Carl Riley. Hello again uh, Can we just... There, let's say that there is proof that the Prof actually does celebrate, by the way he was captured on TV, and it is one of the funniest things ever. I've never seen so much joy in all my life. Can somebody make a gif of that? And please post it to a man named Adam Murphy, who now resides in Florida, who constantly told me that he had never seen me celebrate a goal. Oh, man, I'm so Video funny. proof. I watched it about ten times. I got, you know, I'm going to put it on the chat. I'll put it on the chat. Yeah, so we've loads to talk about this week. We've the court game. We've Warford on Friday. There is the members' corner with Dangerous Dave Dunn and questions from the East End with Lee, Grace and Pico Lopez. So the centre-half pair are pitted against each other. And, of course, we are still sponsored by Camille, Toy Takeaway in Tala Village. Gorgeous chilli chicken. Get it into you. There's uh, hoisin duck. There's all sorts of fantastic stuff for your match day deal. Uh, Ten euro for a meal and a main. A main and a drink and it's absolutely gorgeous. And check them out and mention the podcast. Now this time, Gary, I may genuinely go to Camille because I have the day off this time. The last few home games, I've only been able to make the second half because of work. But the day off, I'm going to Camille. It's nice. It's it really is. We can actually get a genuine review of food <laughs> on this. So, um, yeah, all Shamrock Rovers wish a speedy recovery to Bobby Best after his recent surgery. Bobby is in good spirits and hopes to be back in Tala Stadium within a few months. And um, also we have some uh, an urgent message. This is a message to try and find a missing person, Mark Conroy, lifelong Rovers fan. Mark has been missing from his home since last Thursday, 28th of March 2019. He was last seen in Rochdale, Greater Manchester on Saturday. So anybody with any info, please, please get in touch. And um, we'll do our best to try and find Mark. Yeah, most people would know Mark as the son of Mick Conroy. Mick, Mick of course, was here in Johnny Blues for, for a podcast. And Mark is unmistakable, isn't he? Especially in Stockholm, wearing the headphones. Yeah, and a, a great hoop and a good friend yeah. of ours as well, f- friend of the show. And we we really just want to find them. So anybody with any info, you can get in touch with Shamrock Rovers. You can get in touch with us. Anyone on Facebook, his dad, or anything like that. So please uh, share yeah. any information. Fingers crossed, he turns up safe and sound. So we are running a bus to Dirty. The Tifties Roadshow is back, and it is full to the brain, prof. Now record tell, time now tell me how many people got their name down this bus before you even advertised it uh, he was 28 wow 28 before that was all messages here little little sneaky messages little poke in the back in Cork stick me down before there 
So they got the names off them and all. So it's 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 mm. it's looking good. It's looking good. We're gonna like I said, we're picking and choosing, but this one should be a cracker because we're gonna hopefully head in mm. seven games in a row. Mick McCarthy is hesitant to put his name down, Gary. He wants guarantees that we can get him over the border. S- listen, the senator will have to be smuggled. We're not sure if we can do it. But yeah, so uh, we are officially full up, and uh, details will follow. You will get your secret invitation in the mail. And uh, after last week's show, Glenn Tone on Facebook and Cozy on Twitter say bring back the comedy microphone, which is 100% has to be the case. Take it out of the the box and get stuck in, prof. No, but I have a retort though. James Lowe wrote back, he should be condemned to Rover's Hell, along with Eamon Zayed's shorts, the gold away jersey from 2014, the scarf jersey hybrid and Cameron King. Cameron King Apparently like, they're all Residing in Rover's Hell now There's plenty more Do you know what That's not a bad show What else can yeah. we add To Rover's Hell Top of your head I will say uh, I will say oh, It has to be something else but Craig Gilbert Should be chairman Craig of Gilbert Hell. Yeah he should be Satan of Rover's Hell <laughs> So we will move on To Tala 10 On Twitter Wanted to give us Wanted us to give them A shout out That's at Tala underscore 10 They're tweeting The 2009 season As it happened Which is I'm actually getting Go crack out of that Because Joe's is fully Fully bought into it Yeah Of course we did Our own version of that Didn't we with Dunster and Reiser A couple of yeah. weeks ago So uh, We're getting nostalgic And the build up During the week To the court game And we had been Talking about this Just ourselves And talking about How um, How confident We were going into the game for the first time in a long time, we hadn't been confident yeah. going to a Corners Cross game, I don't think ever. It was the form we were in, and Cork were looking poor. And we had just been saying, listen, this is a really, really big game. We are so confident going into this, and it paid off, it really did. I mean, John Caulfield, as usual, shouted at the mind games. He said that we're always cagey when we go down there, which is not true. Which is not true at all. It's, it's the exact opposite. I mean, Cork come back and just sit when they come to tell it. They just sit there and try and break and hit us on the counter which is could be speaking about his own team but um, our our uh, journey started in the points on the Wack Express and uh, it was a it was an excellent excellent fantastic experience really well run bus toilet on board luxury yep. I mean I, I, there was a lady going around giving manicures and pedicures and robes <laughs> and massages it was top class luxury it really was and um, we met at one thirty, here no sin it would have been horrified. Uh, I was in I was in the points at one. And of course the whack is propping it up with his, his band of merry men. And uh, I mean when we got on, I think we got on fairly late onto the actual bus itself and you walk by and you have Pat and Mick Bourne sitting there together chatting away yeah. on the bus. Like, I mean there's probably two of Robert's best ever players of all time sitting on the bus and you're chatting away to them. This is just a teaser. I have a little stat about Mick Bourne. Give us an L. I'll save it. I'll save it for the stats later on. The oh show. yes, it's a good one. It's a very good one. So we had the wax speech as well. Always go crack. Always go crack. You were saying we were saying that you were going to give the same speech for Derry. Now I was like, well, I've been running this bus for a month now. <laughs> I've been through the wars with one Jordy. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it was really was fantastic, and yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. He's, he's embraced his catchphrase now, Gar. 
Love to win the cup. Ah, oh, he has to. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. So, like I said, I was in the I was in the bank, crowded bank. After I left here last week, after we left after recording this last week, and I met him in the bank, it's crowded. We're having a chat, or whatever, and we're leaving. And he's just going through those security doors, and he goes, "Love to win the cup." <laughs> Everybody's just looking around, going, "What is this fella saying?" <laughs> but the journey was eventful, and plenty of plenty going on. The back seat was noisy. I think it was young young whack was on it, and the rest of his merry men. Um, who else have we got? We'd young Dave Dawn, we'd Rebecca Dawn. We had a, a fantastic mix of hoops, and uh, we parked ourselves into the Silver Key pub. And um, great little spot, wasn't it? Yeah, normally I get my burger in the ground, as you know, but the whack advised me to get it then and there. Actually, more more so, he told me to get it. <laughs> I was ordered to get to get some food into me. Poor man, doesn't mess the bill. The whack. But uh, yeah, great little pub, big beer garden. Um, really open and, and just a, a great choice of pub and uh, yeah it was a nice spot yeah definitely be back I like these big open ones kind of a little bit in the middle of nowhere so you're, you're left alone as well outside the city so it was grand and uh, while we were on the bus we just happened to nab Dave Dunn for the members corner I'm a member okay so we're on the WAC Express and we have Dave Dunn and it's another section of the members corner so Dave tell us how long you're a member and why you became one how long am I a member? Uh, I've been a member of the uh, 400 club since it started. I can't remember exactly what year that was. It was sometime in the uh, 90s, I think. I'm not sure now. But uh, I've been a member since then. And uh, it wasn't actually called a, a member's club then. It was just called uh, the, the 400 club. And uh, why do you think fans owning the club is the way to go? Um, I think fans owning the club is, uh, is important because I think... I think fans have the interest of the club at heart. Um, I I, I feel that some of the previous owners have just sought to make money out of Shamrock Rovers. And I go right back to the Cunninghams, that era. Um, I, I, I think, however... Um, we, we might need to look at, at, at that 100% fan-owned club model uh, now because of what has happened, say, in Dundalk and the, the money that Dundalk have available. And I, I, I feel that we probably do need some um, investment from outside, but that we should we should have a majority of shares and control in the club. And do you think that there are ways to improve members' numbers with more benefits that you'd like to see? Um, I, 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 I think it's, it's a question of engaging with people, um, you know, making people feel welcome. Uh, the members that we, we, we can recruit will 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 really come from within the existing supporter supporter base so i think we have to look at ways of you know uh, making existing supporters say guys who are just season tickets just to take that extra step to take that extra step yeah and 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 we have to we have to sort of uh, we have to go out of our way to try uh, and bring them on board so what would you say let's say what would you say to a fan to say to convince them to become a member um well i i mean you're putting me a bit on the spot now but uh what i would say basically is that you know 
being a part owner of Shamrock Rovers is, you know, it really is a, a fantastic thing to be able to say. Um, it also, it also you're actively involved in something you love. Yeah, you're actively involved in, 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 in something that's so close to your heart. But it also gives you little little perks like, um, you know, earlier access to tickets and that type of stuff. And uh, but it's more than that for you, is it? Oh, it's more. Of course, it is. I mean, that they're just a little. That's just the the little pieces of icing on the cake. The the, the whole the whole thing for me is to tr to help Shamrock Rovers. Uh, that my 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 money is 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 part of a pool of money that's used to make Shamrock Rovers competitive. Yeah. And tell me, we're going to lighten the mood now. So you're always on the Wack Express. Give us your favourite away ground to go and your least favourite. Well. I was in it last week, uh, Finn Harps. I'm, I've actually got a Finn Harps badge on my jacket. I, 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 have, I have so much respect for Finn Harps as a club and for their fans. Their fans are definitely the most welcoming. Uh, closely followed, I'd have to say, by Galway United. Galway United fans are top-notch as well. The locker room bar, would they have anything to do with it? Yeah. Uh, well, going back even before that, I mean, you know, they, 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 they always had uh, different bars in the town where they met before matches and they always would invite us along and they'd have sandwiches or whatever it might be, cocktails. It's always been a good relationship. Always been a good relationship with, with the Galway fans and a mutual respect. So give us your least favour, I think I can probably guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm probably like 90% of Rovers fans and, and it will be Dundalk because I think uh, Dundalk as a club don't respect Shamrock Rovers and their fans don't respect Shamrock Rovers. Um, they only have contempt for us and, and, and they, they try and show that in every way possible in terms of the facilities that they, 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 they have available for away fans to silly things like the stupid flags that they got made and you know we won, we won in Tala we won it in Tala but also the one like uh, where they, 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 they it was a, 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 a play on the Evo Jima with the, with the US troops yes. you know that, yeah, that, no, that it, it's flag. in bad taste so and, and Kenny and his staff holding the flag you know it, it just typifies what what our club is about uh, Garland had an article in the dump in the Dundalk Democrat this week, again, which was, I feel, disrespectful to the opposition, disrespectful to another team in the league, and... Uh, lack class. Uh, well, uh, if, if there was any class in it, I would have, I have to say I'd be totally amazed. With a fine two comb. So, yeah. give us any good stories from going to Cork over the years, on or off the pitch, top of your head. Well, I'm sitting beside a very good friend of mine. The here. senator. The senator, uh, otherwise known as, as, as the real Mick McCarthy. And myself and Mick have had a few good overnight trips to Cork. Uh, we've stayed in various locations, some good, some shite. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've... Uh, We've come home in, in, in different states of disarray and uh, we've always enjoyed ourselves down there. Uh, so give us your favourite ever European trip. Surely, top of your head, you'll be able to pick one. I'll, I'll tell you mine, on the top of my head, I'd say it has to be 
Iceland because of all sorts of antics going on. Never mind the prices, but it was a fantastic trip. Give us your favourite European trip. I, I, wa I wasn't in Iceland. Uh, I was away on holidays at the time. But uh, the same season, I think it was, we, we, we played in, in Luxembourg. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But, uh, a couple of seasons before. I, I, yeah, seasons before. I, re I really enjoyed Luxembourg because uh, I, st I was with a great bunch of lads. Uh, there was about 20 of us together. We were actually talking about it when the bus stopped recently. Uh, and uh, we, st we stayed in, in Cologne the night before. And we had an absolute ball in Cologne. It was it was a really really great night, and uh, that 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 stands out for me. So tell me, who's your player of the season so far? My player of the season so far is Greg Bulger. Uh, I think he's been phenomenal. He's covered every blade of grass in Tala and in the other grounds where we played. Uh, and also, I admire the, the guy because, you know, a lot of people were critical of him at times last season. There, there were rumours, and I think they were only rumours, I hope they were only rumours, that he was going to be let go at the end of last season. But Craig Bulger, to me, has come out fighting, and he's, he's become a real leader for Shamrock Rovers, which I feel others have too. I, I, I feel Joey O'Brien, in, in Joey we have another great leader on the pitch, Lee Grace, another great leader. I think one of the differences in Shamrock Rovers this year compared to other recent years is that we have leaders in the team. Totally agree with you Dave, as like me and the prof said at the start of the season, Greg Bulger didn't even get into our team. So it shows you how good he has been and he has cemented his position in the team this season. So um, tell me this, the big one, are Rovers going to win the league this year? Um, I, I wouldn't like to say definitely, Gary, but we're, we're, we're going to be there, thereabouts. I, I really think that, you know, um, I, I'm passionate about Shamrock Rovers and sometimes too passionate, and, uh, you know, I overshoot the mark. But um, I, I really feel that uh, if we can get a striker come goal scorer, uh, we'll be very, very, very close. And tell me this, the club is celebrating 10 years in Tala. What is your standout memory from our game at the stadium? The standout memory? Um, uh, well, give us a few of you, can rattle off a few. a few. Well, obviously the first night against Sligo. Uh, then we also had, uh, even though it was a friendly against Real Madrid, you know, we played one of the biggest clubs in the world. Such a big occasion. Yeah, Ronaldo made his debut. Uh, I also really, really uh, enjoyed uh, the Juve game. And uh, I think one of one of the best the best uh, items I've ever seen on sale in the club shop is the is the the photo of uh, of Del Piero in a Rovers which hangs proudly in Johnny Blues. Johnny Blues. But uh, and we'll end it with this, which has been a hotly debated topic. Your favourite ever goal in Tala. The prof loves Borky's goal against Malada Boleslav. And Royce are picked a Shawnee O'Connor volley against Derry. So give us your favourite goal in Tala. Uh, my favourite goal in Tala, I think it was when we came back from playing Juve away. Bowls at home? Bowls at home, yeah. And I, I, I was really apprehensive about that. I thought we'd be bollocksed and, you know, the rain was so bad. And, I mean, it must have taken its toll on the players playing on that pitch, but also playing in the conditions and the travel, etc. And, of course, uh, the Twiggy... The Twiggy pops up. With like we said, Ken O'Man is still in a knot, looking like a pretzel somewhere. So yeah, that'd be your favourite goal. He turned him inside out. So Dave, that's been dangerous, Dave Dunn. Dangerous Dave Dunn. And uh, club member, thanks very much, Dave.
Yeah, so some good, some good stuff out there, Dave, and uh, always good for a conversation and a chat on the bus. Yeah, his young fella Dave, you mentioned him, he was near me on the bus. I had a, oh, great, I had a great chat with him. Yeah, I had a good chat with him too. Uh, Risky Rebecca was beside me. So both of his, his two kids, without even hearing this members corner, suggested I delete it. Yeah, on the spot. (laughs) Like, and what were we saying? We were saying on the bus. We were saying, okay, will we get three p.m. dangerous Dave or five p.m. dangerous (laughs) Dave? We ended up getting about quarter to four dangerous Dave. Oh, Gar, there's a massive difference between three p.m. Dave and five (laughs) p.m. Yeah, it was. uh, But no, he was fantastic and uh, another great addition to the. He's one of those who, on the surface, appears to be some sort of madman. But when you get to know, beneath the surface, he he knows his stuff. I think dangerous as regards to dangerous. I think is his intellect. I think that's what they're hinting at. Dangerous <laughs> Dave, sharp as a tack. So um, we'll move on to the game. We beat Cork three one at Turner's Cross, and how, how many of these enjoyable away games are we gonna have in the four series? Yeah. Harps, you'd Waterford away, you'd. Um, Late goals, late some of them goals. Too. Like this four series alone has given us so many memories and so many good good times. So um, we two changes from the team that face UCD. Trevor Clark and Joey O'Brien came in for Sam Bone and Dylan Watts. So uh, very very interesting to see what he dropped. But you know what? I I there was a. Did you see the the meme I put up on Archer when Cavo was playing well? You Randy Marsh. I said, here's uh, the prof. Remember, Randy Maris is covered oh, in fucking. <laughs> he's covered in his own materials. <laughs> this is when, yeah. when Sean Cavanagh plays well. Yeah, well, he was by a man in the match now, I must say, at, at the time. Looking back now, I, I probably lean towards Finn and Bulger. So I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, so uh, our crowd, it was a, there were some late arrivals from the bus. We were there on time, weren't we? I have to ask you that. We got there on time. We were already we weren't too bad. It's the Black Express. We obviously yeah. arrived half an hour before the game. And um, the first twenty minutes, uh, we just looked like we were, we were getting stuck in, didn't we? we yeah. We I just mean, looked from the get go that we wanted it. We we had the first shot. Bodger had a kind of a snapshot that just dropped wide the post. But nobody was struggling to get there actually. Their only notable chance was a glancing header from from Shepherd that kind of went across the box. Shepherd, by the way. They're captain. Yeah. It's, he's a shadow of himself, to be honest. I, Carl Shepard as a captain. No, he's, he wouldn't be for me. I Listen, they may be the short on numbers, you know, they're probably stuck. But he, w- he wouldn't be my first choice. Anyway, and do you know what? Do you know what? Something I noticed as well. You name anyone from that starting 11 from Cork who'd get into our team. Probably Conor McCormick would threaten to get in. For who? Bulger? No, I'm a fan of his now. But no, I wouldn't remove Bulger. But who him. would you right now take from oh, that Cork eleven oh, and, and put them in? A, that's a big swing. That's a big change. Yeah. So people used to make those sort of statements about the dock and Cork players. Always, and now it's the case where no one, not one of them, would get in. Not one of them. So we the, mentioned later on that we watched the game on RTE player again. Or you watched the, watched the recording? Yeah, I was watching it last night. I was listening to the commentary, especially this first twenty minutes, and. They were kind of like, oh, it's a scrappy enough game, but I feel like they weren't seeing what was happening. Did, like, I see how happy they were for the tour goal. Yeah, so, that was a very flat. Strange, wasn't it? That was strange. No, but like, I thought we were really imposing ourselves on them and we were building up confidence. And the commentators were like, oh, yeah, scrappy, nothing really happening here. That's not really. Something was developing and we were looking like the better team. <sighs> they just don't get a prof. That's the thing. But we'll move on to this one now. And this goal, I swear to God, this is one of my favourite goals I've seen in years. 
for Rovers because oh. if you look at what we were doing see at the moment Jaden is he's playing under 10s and they get homework right so they get they get told what to do off the ball what to what teach them to do off the ball on the ball best options and stuff like that and that goal was perfect because you have your midfielders off the ball when they had it right we nipped it back off them, right? So yeah. that was off the ball. You're looking the you're looking the pressure. You're looking the mm-hmm. close, and we're looking to get the ball back. So that's off the ball, and then on the ball you have Jack Bourne who picked it up, right? This pass alone was fantastic. Just dinked it <sighs> into the feet of Aaron Green. And I was saying to Jaden because we were doing centre forwards last night. I said, right, look at Greener now. What's he doing? The second we won that ball back, what is he doing? And he said he's looking for a pass because you can see I had a pause on on the yeah. on the box. You can see Greener's hand going left the second we got the ball. He yeah. wanted it straight into feet. And I said, Roy, I have to give him situations. I said, what should he do now? What's his best option? And Jaden said, lay it off. He lays it off outright to Bulger. First time pass in and Cavanaugh strokes at home. And it was such a oh. good finish. You could he could have tried and buried it, but he just yeah. caressed it in. And it was such a Cavanaugh-esque finish, being such a technical player. And it a was great, one of the best goals I've seen in years. A great, great team goal. Unbelievable. I actually timed it. You're talking about when we, we closed them down and won that ball back. How many you know, seconds? Do you know how seconds passed until that the goal? ball was in the back of the net? Eight. Eight <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I didn't even know. Eight. Eight seconds flat. They were just hitting. Yeah. But how good is Jack Bourne? I know, Passing wise. I, I know Jack Byrne. Absolutely mentioned him. But Greg Bolger... Last season, he wouldn't have been in that position. And he wouldn't have took it on first time either. No. He wouldn't have took that pass on first time. Inch perfect. And a super finish. And the, I love the celebration. Just looking into the stand. Yeah. Looking at the madness. <laughs> Two goals. Right, so we're going to the second goal. Or Sorry, Finn hit the bar in 25 minutes as well. So we were, we were hammering these. We were really getting stuck in. Uh, then we did Corgus Leo goal as well, which was a superb ball in. I have to give credit where it's due and a super header. This new fella Tilly, is it? Yes, yeah. it's the guy on I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see a different angle of that because it was marginal. So mm. we got a bit. We could say we got a bit of luck there, but then we had a driving run from McInef who left Casey for dead. Absolute left him for dead. Little little drop of the shoulder. Great feet, yeah. Runs at him and gets a bit of luck with the with the um took took a wicked deflection. deflection. So it's a, it's a lucky goal, but so you make your own look. Q pandemonium yeah. in the away end. There was some sort of crush as well because a load of lads fell over. I think that was for this goal. It could have been the tour goal, but everyone's falling on the ground. They're all celebrating. <laughs> it's like the Leeds photo as well last night. Everybody's just giving it loads, celebrating. But they're they're all over the stand. Aussie Nate style and uh, then they got a fluky goal themselves in, f- in fairness 41 minutes Casey 2-1 Pico and I'm not sure who it was but they kind of clashed Greg Pico, Bolger was behind them they tried to both went for the same ball Pico yeah. was off balance he headed it into the path of Dan Casey and Dan Casey it just it pretty much hit him don't think he knew a whole lot about it he did, didn't know a whole lot about it it hit him and it went into the corner he got lucky and um Casey again remember he got two for balls last season yeah, against us yeah actually quite a similar goal in fairness um, against us in the first game of the season last year and Cummins had a shot wide a minute later and uh, we went into the half very very happy at 2-1 and thinking mm. we could get something out of this now how important was the first 15 minutes of the second half because they were, they came back into it after that goal they came back into the game so in the first 15 minutes of the second half they were still kind of putting it up to us and a year or two ago we'd probably have sat back and conceded again. 
we went at them because we have the players, we have the talent all around the pitch. We have the talent. And you know, in the, in the lead up to our goal, we, we, we started spraying it around again. We kept looking for Calvin on the left. Joey O'Brien was getting forward a lot more. Yeah. And that's where the goal came from the right side. And then this pass from Jack Byrne. Can we just take a minute to appreciate that pass, right? Like I said, once again, it was, it was like the match of the studio in the house last night. I was saying to Jaden, I said, look at Jack Bourne here. I said, what is the best option for him to do? We paused it and he was going to put in Finner mm. in a true ball to the right-hand side because it wasn't on. That pass was not on. No. If if like, if like it didn't come off, we'd have turned around and said, fucking Jack with his Hollywood passes. But it was a disguised pass and yeah. immediately four players were taken out. Three midfielders, a fullback and a winger, all taken out of the game. And McAniff had the, he had the freedom of Turner's cross. And did you expect him to bury it like that? No. Because <laughs> he hit it Ronaldo-esque. Would that be fair to say? He hit it with the top of his laces, with power, and it arrowed straight into the corner. Stunning finish. Stunning finish. A belter, you might say. A belter. Apparently scores them all the time. Yeah. I heard Nussie saying, like, why is he in so much space? But... Because Jack Bourne but, but you don't He could have just been Standing there in space For no reason You need a player To pick him out And what other player In the league Even sees that pass No one No one sees it Bit of luck with a deflection True but he still Made the pass He still got to the man And hammered home Cue Bedlam In the stands Yeah Absolute Pandemonium And I actually felt bad For Cav at one point Because he scores the goal And we're just singing About McAniff For an hour Ah oh, but listen that's, And then finally He justifies his that name song, <laughs> His lyrics Seriously, how long were we singing that non-stop? Yeah. Non-stop. And then it lulls for a second. And then as it goes into, he's Aaron McAniff. And then everybody goes nuts. It's a fantastic show. But uh, other chances as well, Prof. Um, you might have to take over from here because I was uh, pretty much upside down. And I actually don't remember. I watched, <laughs> yeah. I watched back the game up until this goal and then I was satisfied. It was like, yeah, right, that was that's great. That's it. That'll do. But the performance itself was it was just fantastic. It was great to see us go up there and do that and Darren Glennon was happy. So a good night all around at the office. He actually was very complimentary and he he was right in saying that Brad has to prove himself as regards to going up to the cross and winning these big games. Mm. He's not I, I don't agree with a lot, ninety percent of the stuff that he says as regards Bradley Bradley, but uh we had mm. to go up and perform up there that and we was did. A serious statement of intent. Seriously, and um, what stood out on the night was, I suppose, it was two things. It was the knee crisp passing. We were zipping the ball around, one touch passing, and coinciding with that, the work right off the ball from the midfield. Finna leads the charge. Finn there, and he? Bolger were unreal in that game, constantly closing them down. That's what I was talking about the first twenty minutes, especially in the commentary. We strangled them. Don't they we? were saying it was scrappy, but the ball was bouncing around a lot because Cork weren't let do anything. We, we kept nipping it off. We them. literally strangled them in the middle yeah. of the park. We outnumbered them, strangled them, and then we break. It's great, and it's very hard to play against. How do yeah. you combat that? You have all like all of our from our midfield up. They're all fantastically talented individuals. Even our so-called uh, defensive midfielder, as they're as they're called, Greg Bulger mm. has the ability of any other player in the league. That first time pass that he put in for Cavo's goal was brilliant. He's an excellent passer of the ball. He's brilliant at tackling. He he can he, he pops up with goals. It's unfair to label him as a defensive midfielder. He just does dirty work for us. He could play mm-hmm. in any of the positions that any of the other players play in. So it's unfair to label him that. He's my player of the season so far, anyway. A lot of people said they can't even recall us winning that comfortably in Cork 
ever before. Yeah, memory man Joe uh, said the same, didn't he? There's a good picture of us in the shed, actually. A huge crowd we brought. And uh, Brazda came over at the end. How, how happy did he look? Ah, oh, man. He was chuffed. And just before we forget, there was a, a, an article going around today. Tommy Kelly is officially probably the happiest man, man in the world. <laughs> the title of the article, Prof? Bradley Ole. No way. Yeah. What paper is that? I think it was the Sun, or possibly, but it's. I sent it to him this morning, and he was probably the happiest man on earth. So it's the star, yeah? And Bradley Ola has plastered across the front page. Someone uh, brought up the 5 0 defeat to Cork uh, a couple of months into the job for Bradley. The cup game, was it? Or the. Yeah, yeah. cup game in Tata, and it's been quite a journey since that game, but like a necessary journey. Team, We've given team. a manager time to mould and and do what he wants with a team. We've given him the time, and it's it's early days. It really is, but it's starting to bear fruit. It really is. It's starting to bear fruit. It's hard not to get excited. So, like we we always say, football is fleeting. Hmm. So you just enjoy what you have at the t- at the time. You have to. You have to. You take the rough of the smooth. Uh, so that's it for the performance. In the ninety minutes, but outside the ground after the place was hopping. Everybody's jumping around having the crack. Mm. And I will say, fair play to the guards because they were sound. They, I mean, it was a bit messy. Our bus went missing for a while. and um, So many supporters' buses on that little road. Ours, well, ours now we've seen. Even Jim Toner's little mini bus. The yellow submarine. The I thought I imagined that until someone mentioned it in the chat. I was like, did that actually happen? Oh, yeah, because I enough to yeah. the door. I was like, is that real? He got an aqua scooping scarf wrapped around the whole front of it <laughs> just to let the people know who he was. And I was looking and going, no way. This is like a big yellow submarine flying through Cork. <laughs> and um, the trip home, actually. trip home was full of good chat, positive attitudes, and just just, just a really good vibe on the way home. It's, it's much yeah. different after when you lose coming out, coming out of ground. And um, the Saturday morning after, Prophet's Cree. Well, the smile on your face when you wake up. <sighs> Ten points clear. Waking now the thing is right. Battered I, was, cork. I was on the go, right? Here's 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 what my my Saturday morning consisted of. So I got home at two a.m. in in a bit of a state, you could say. So stayed up, had a couple of cans. So I, I said I'll just I might there's no point sleeping. Uh, had a quick shower, fly to London at half five, and then I think I didn't sleep for another couple of days. But it, it was I was in. Ribbons. I got the ear eaten out me by the missus. I was. I think. No. Her big problem was when we were getting ready to go. She was. She was thinking. Jesus, where is this fella? I mean, he's he's taking forever in the shower. I was asleep in the shower, <laughs> just like this, rocking back and forth in the fetal position. So I got. To, I got a scalded for that. Just your classic post match away. <laughs> Sleeping in the shower, hungover. Yeah. Big smile on my face after beating Cork 3-1. And I mentioned the 10 points clear there. The Docks' two games in hand are both against Bowles. Well, that's interesting. Ooh. I, I, I mean, we have to call a spade a spade mm. as well. They're doing the biz. Mm. But um, Nice to have no fixture on Monday, isn't it? Three. Fantastic. Really is. And, I mean, we can go into this fully, fully prepared and then go into Derry fully prepared. But like we said... I think we've given up on predicting a prof. I'm taking a leaf out of your book. I'm not going to predict these games. I've been going on about this month for a long time now. Gary, it's even worse than normal. People are not only predicting the points totals. They're actually saying which games they'd rather win and draw no, in. No, you can't do that. Get away from me. What, what were we talking about on the way up to the game? Would you take a draw? Never. 
Do you know what? A big debate broke out on the farm. I say big, I mean like this. The seven, only debate. There's seven <laughs> posters there. But I mean like a couple of people said they'd take a draw. Or like a draw is always a good result in turners. And lads were saying, no, look, they're, they're in bits. We're in farm. I will never, ever take a draw because football is 90 minutes of madness, of contrast and emotions. Anything can happen. Anything. You can win anywhere you go. Mm. Look at White Hart Lane. Fair enough, it was seven minutes. But we were in the lead. Anything can happen. The opposition keeper could get sent off in, after five minutes. Look at, look at Belgrade. Anything can happen in football. I'll never, ever take a draw before a game. I think it's a stupid argument. But, um, yeah, so we both watched the game back on RT and it was great stuff. It's recorded, so I'll be watching it again. Um... Kevin Doyle was a pundit in the studio as well. He was very impressed. He said that uh, that's the model for the League of Ireland. Good, fresh, young players all playing football. Doing it really well with a good stadium and a good crowd. I would go and watch that mm. every week. So, fair play to Kev. Kev uh, was decent as a pundit. Uh, Stewie Byrne, not as much. He's a spoofer, isn't he? Because he was talking about why he thinks we've improved. And he was like, was like last year we didn't have Alan Manis, he means until the summer. And he said... And Lee Grace was picking up suspensions and wasn't able to get a run in the team. Reeks of somebody who's watched us three or four times and possibly on the TV where Lee Grace was probably a problem in Drogheda and he was a problem in Waterford last year. That was probably No, it. no, never mind what, how he's playing. He's saying he never got a run of games because he had suspensions. So go on, give us a stat there, Prof. He played 35 out of the 36 <laughs> league games. <laughs> Do you know what? Why don't we tweet him? What in the Jesus is he talking about? Tweet I'm, you know, I'm going to tweet him later and say quote him and say there you go I remember one time he said uh, Steve McPhail didn't have any uh, experience at European level and then I counted up his appearances and he had 20 Champions League and UEFA Cup games including the semi-finals unbelievable it's crazy but we have uh, the ever-quotable Jason Maloney. The new Iron Mechan F song is belted out time after time. On the previous week's Tales from the East End, the pedantic prof had questioned the lyrics. He scores belters all the time as Mechan F's goals. Up to that point, have been penos or a tap-in. Aaron obviously listens to the podcast as he unleashed a 20-yard screamer to put us up 3-1. Once again, our version of the OMD Classic reverberates, reverberates <laughs> around the away shed. And it is officially my favourite song. I can't stop Sorry, Tommy. Bradiola is up there. <laughs> but this one just goes on and on and on. Did you see who uh, went by Maloney as well and beeped at him? No, I didn't see it. David Murphy. That's that the headbanger from Malala. Yeah, we interviewed him, remember? Neither King nor Kaiser, that's his flag, isn't it? He was driving the local bus and he beeped at him. He was driving the local bus? <laughs> yeah. What? A cork man that supports Rovers. It just He's actually good, Greg. We had him. Yeah. Remember, we had him on I the remember, show. I remember, yeah. I think we were trying to get a translator. He's a lunatic. Um... Yeah, so Aaron McInef was asked about his new song in the Daily Mirror and he said it's a great song. They were actually sending me a few videos of it and I was singing it in the change room for a bit of a laugh. It's good crack. The fans have been great. So massive, massive push on this week for Waterford at home and hopefully he can score another belter. Um, we move on to other results on Friday. We had UCD hammering Waterford 4-1 at home. I don't think we did too well in the prediction league this week, Prof. Finn Harp's no, going I down. I left that one to you deliberately, Garrett, because it was hard to call. But I looked at Waterford's form. What did you say? Before, before, before Waterford. Because oh, their form beforehand, they'd won three in a row. And I looked at their away form and I'm thinking, right, well, they beat Cork in the cross. And I thought, that's not bad. We'll probably we'll go on and beat them. Not a chance. Terrible. Um, I think you went for Derry, didn't you? Yep. So Finn Harps uh, lost 3-2 to Derry at home. 
Uh, Pats one nil. We, we went for Dundalk. I, I genuinely thought Dundalk were going to beat them and put a lot of pressure on them and uh, on Harry Kenny. And then with Sligo, uh, definitely didn't go near that one. I wouldn't have put balls to win that at all. So balls were beat Sligo 2 0 in the showgrounds. So so the winning goal for Pats against Dundalk, Mr. Dealt Me Now. Clearly. And it was, a, it was a comedic, comedic own goal. No one near him. All the time in the world. What even happens? He slides in and he somehow slices into the opposite corner. I think he was, he might have tried to get a squad number out of it for hours. <laughs> I've never been, when we were watching the clip on the bus back, never been so happy to hear that poxy cowbell <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, it's still going, isn't it? So, um, Mike, so Mikey Trennan is still Pat's only goal scorer. Jesus, that's that was many games in. That's insane. So um, we Dundalk fans complaining and other other news Dundalk fans complaining about away sections. So what do you even say to that? Just move on. So we have to. Ours is like a World War Two battlefield, and you're giving out about getting a bit of rain on you. No, we the tackle on Kieran Call as well, which was, was like a um, a missile drop kick, wasn't it? Like something oh. Marty Janetti would do. Shocking tackle. Jesus, it was terrible. Do you not find it funny all these high scoring games at Batty Buffet? Yeah, I know. And you it's, look at our one, it was never going to be more than one goal in it. It's typical, isn't it? Everybody yeah. comes and just sets up shop against Rovers. Quirky sad, but Harps actually, they've scored seven goals, all from different goal scorers. All different goal scorers? Yeah. Seven goals this season? Yeah. And um, Jack Bourne and Greg Bulger nominated for the SSE Artristy SWAI Player of the Month for March. Uh, goes to Greg Bulger for me. But Jack Bourne will probably pick it up because. Of his international call up, so that's that's just from a, my perspective anyway. And we Dean Williams C block banging them in again in Athlone's five three defeat against Jordan. And I tell you what, he'd be getting game time right now. If do you know what? Actually, a bit harsh saying that because he wouldn't be on the form he's in now. If he was to cut his stint short, this guy would be getting game time with Rovers. I think so anyway. I think he'd be the sub to go to. Mm. If we were looking to bring on a striker, oh, as a sub, yeah, yeah, an impact sub, yeah, yeah. as a sub, an impact Ask for sub. Starting eleven, no, he if, wouldn't start in the start eleven. If, but if it ain't broke, don't, exactly, don't fix it. Exactly, Prof, hundred percent agree with you. We're gonna move on to the Rollstone project. We have the Rovers under 19s drew one all away to UCD. Thomas Aluya, fresh off making his senior debut in Bray, scored the equaliser from the penalty spot, and they are level on points at the top of Cork after four games played. So it's still early days. In the Roadstone Project season, we have the 17s beat UCD 5-1 to maintain their 100% record. Six wins from six. Cole, O'Mara Human, and two for Conan Noonan, Evan Caffrey, and Sinclair Armstrong. Sorry, Prof, could you just pronounce who, who scored the goals there? O'Mara Human is the correct way. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I think my, my spin of the tongue adds a bit more flavour. Mm, so, okay. um, that's Cole, O'Mara Human. That sounds Irish, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. So the under thirteens beat UCD five in a row. Stone goal scorer goal scorers were Carmichael Uchenna, uh, Hattrick, O'Ron McLaughlin, and Naj Razi. So uh, a nice mix of goal scorers there. Congratulations to Shamrock Rovers on claiming their place in the under twelve SFAI Skechers National Cup final with a narrow win over Ashling Anna Cotty. Jeez, she must have been knackered yeah. running around <laughs> on her own. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so great win and fantastic stuff from the boys again really positive positive stuff and uh, another Ireland goal for Robert Schreiger Michael Leddy he got one for the Ireland 15s in their uh, 5-1 defeat in the Czech Republic last week 
So that is uh, off the mark. And is he, did he score, did he score before for Ireland? I think they, that was a double header. I think he scored the winner against them in the other game. Yeah, if I'm not so mistaken. He, he seems like a good prospect anyway. And we have all four of our underage teams have National League games this Saturday. So the 19s play Waterford, 2pm in Tala. The 17s are away to Waterford at the same time. The 15s are against Wexford, 4 o'clock kickoff at the Roadstone Pints. And the 13s are away to Wexford at 2 o'clock. So there's a midweek game for the 15s at UCD as well being played today as we record this so um, plenty of football action for you to go down and have a look at the road stone with pints. So up next we have Pico Lopez and Lee Grace in the battle of the centre halves in Quifties. Now we're back at the road zone for the last 16 of the questions from the East. And with Alan Manis has already taken his place in the quarterfinals, defeating Ronald Finn. And next up is the battle of the centre-backs. It's Lee Grace and Pico Lopez. So we'll explain the new rules to you lads. It's now 4 to 5 points wins right you make random selections from our pool of questions going back and forth between football and general knowledge steals are allowed now as well make it a bit more competitive except for multiple choice questions so if there's a multiple choice question can't steal it and as always it's a 15 second time limit and we have to take your first answer so to determine who goes first we give you a question earlier and it's whoever's closest the question was how many goals have Rovers conceded in 25 league games since Gavin Bazunu's debut last year so Prof who has picked what? The actual answer. But we followed what they said first. So Lee said 16. Lee went with 16. And Pico went with 9. And Pico was bang on. Pico was bang yeah. on. Yeah. Nine. Nine. Oh, okay, That's some guess. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. What a, what a record. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's decent. Right, so Pico. So, do you want, wish you went first? Uh, football or general? Uh, I'll start us off with football. No, I got seven. Pico's going for number seven, football. Where is the 2009 Women's World Cup being held? This is multiple choice, so it can't be stolen. China, Sweden, or France? Sweden. France, unfortunately. Pico, general knowledge of football. Sweden. <laughs> uh, I'll go general knowledge. Okay. No, we, sorry, we... We stay in football like for a round. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you pick a number. Football to you, yeah. Pick your number. Let's pick a football. Number five. Number five. Which French striker is currently top scorer in the Europa League with nine goals? That's a good question. Three seconds. Do you want to step in with a steal? Yeah, Gerald. Oh, there you go. He's only played your open league. <laughs> yeah, he's, on, he's underrated. Yeah. He was. So, Pico gets to pick general knowledge. Right. Uh, we'll go for general knowledge. Number four, general knowledge. Calibri, Ariel, and Verdana are all types of what? Calibri, Ariel, and Verdana. Deckens. On to you. I just guess, can I? Yeah. Pens. Fonts. Mm. I, oh. I think of Veranda. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's my guess. Yeah. So, Lee General Knowledge. Lee General Knowledge. Number five again, yeah. What year did the Titanic sink? 
15. Three seconds. 56. On the steel for Pigo. Cop between two. <laughs> 1911? No. You're one half 1912. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was way half so. <laughs> Um, we're on to pick my questions. You go on football, isn't it? Yep, yeah. yeah, people on football. Yeah, I go for football. Get yeah, Name the manager of Italy. Oh, Jesus. Teasers, aren't they? You, should, you feel like you should know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only recently there, isn't it? It's not Mancini, is it? It is, isn't it? That's it, yeah, yeah. Mancini. Yeah. Three nails, three you can ahead. Because he was in China, wasn't he? Still two, two nails. Still two, was it? Yeah. I know he was in China, but... Thank you. Oh, yeah, nobody's got two nails yet. So two nails, and you are up next. Lee. Lee, general... General knowledge, is it? Football. Football, yeah. Name the two teams in this year's FA Cup semi-finals who have never won it before. Watford. And don't even nod there in case it's a stealer. Watford no, and no, it's not Wolfsburg. Brighton. That's the one. Got the mag. You get it? Yeah. He's in the Good show. Yeah. yeah, great guy. So general knowledge, is it? Hugo general knowledge. Yeah. Six. And number six for general knowledge with Pico. The Chase the Sun, the song Chase the Sun is played in the break between games of what sport? I don't even know the song. Four seconds. Basketball. And the Lee. Dart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you know that? Yeah. Is it a sport? <laughs> kind of. No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Right, so now we are so back on the football. We're level now as well, are we? Are <coughs> you football or general? Uh, oh, sorry, general knowledge. General knowledge again, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 10. Number 10, and what sort of creature is a sandpiper? Now, this is a multiple choice, so you cannot steal it. A snake, a board, or a spider? A sandpiper. Sandpiper. It's too obvious to be a spider. A bird. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? That's a great joke. <laughs> I would have said spider. Would it? Yeah. That seems too obvious. Pico football. Number 10. Who did Zinedine Zidane headbutt in the 2006 World Cup final? Matarei. Yes. Uh, still football. Football for Lee. Football. Number one. Number one. Ooh, the Rovers question. How many goals have Rovers scored this season? You keep them out, but can you tell us how many we scored? Oh my god. Rovers. Three seconds. God. <laughs> 22. And to you, Pigo. Through the results. 14. 18. Oh, God, I couldn't think of the rest of the game. 
Mm, yeah, so peak of football. Football? Number nine, name the 19-year-old Juventus player who has scored in each of his last five games for club and country. I, I know. Him. <laughs> Can't remember his force now. Thought you like the It's Kane, isn't it? K E A N. That's a sore name. You give him, give him a like, yeah. But if, what if, what if? if I don't know what's last name. No, right then. I would have went to Keane. Because if, if he had a known yeah. full one, we'd give it to him. Yeah, we'll give it to you for that. Yeah, I would have went to Keane. Thank God. Brandon, pronounced Kane. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. What's his force name? Moise, M O E S E. I don't know. Lee, General. Anyway, I knew it would have been a score. 4-3, is it? 4-3 to Pigo. Oh man, general knowledge. You need this. You need this. 8. He's going for number 8. And that is if something cost 30 euro but it's now 20% off, how much would you pay? So if something's 30 euro in the shop, it's 20% off it, how much would you pay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <Yeah. laughs> Most pressure on it now, isn't it? Pressure's on. Pico's Matt's game's on top. Three seconds. 25. 24? Yeah. Yes. Pico steals it. Pico. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd be surprised uh, how many people get that wrong. Yeah. Loads of people got that wrong. Really? That's why you kept it in. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you don't want me count down, you see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't want that's it, isn't it? Right, that's, that's it. it. Five, three, Pico wins. Two, Pico, Pico, two. Yeah, it's a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, another, another bit of a ding-dong there. An old ding-dong. I love that a basic... Pico waiting in the wings a couple of times oh. to snatch him up, wasn't he? I love that a basic math question was the decider and it knocked out Lee Grace. And, this, and the thing was, do you know what I love about it? Pico, let yeah. him know. Let him know. He's like, I oh, you know what? Yeah, and, and, that, he, and that, that was pressure on the pressure, man. Yeah. Seriously, basic maths. Yeah, this is this is like the Beatles question from a while back. Remember? I think the Steels have added a lot more spice. Love Steels. Yeah, love them. And uh, do you know who's gonna love them as well? Joey O'Brien, most yeah. competitive man in the squad. I think Joey will wrap up his first three games in a few minutes because he could just keeps stealing them. He's just ah, <laughs> uh, I tell you what. Gonna be great, crack. So Pico will face the winner of Sean Callan and Dylan Watts. He fancies his chances there, doesn't he? In the quarterfinals, it'll be Big Al versus the winner of Joey O'Brien and Sam Bowen. Oh, <laughs> Big Al and Joey, I reckon that's gonna mm-hmm. be a good one. So our next last sixteen matchup is Ethan Boyle versus Joel Custro. Oh, Joel and Ethan Boyle next up in the Quifties. So Prof, what have you got for us? I actually have quite a few stats. Oh yes. But uh, I heard Brad there, he was quite chuffed about the stat that uh, nobody has scored three goals in Cork in three years. Ah, oh, yes. But I have a bit of an addition to that one. Go on. It was the first time ever we scored three goals at Turner's Cross. Ever? We had never done it before. So, <laughs> this is the first time we've ever scored three goals at Turner's Cross. It is indeed. Wow. So we scored three goals or more away to Cork City three times in the mid-1980s, but they were all at Flower Lodge. Ah. So here's this Mick Byrne stat I, was, I mentioned, teased earlier. So Mick Byrne was with us on the bus, all right? and on our way to the ground, he passed by Flower Lodge. Right? Right. Our last ever league game at that ground was in Christmas 1985, and we scored three goals, and Mick Byrne got a hat <laughs> Did he, did he mention that on the bus? I think I mentioned it to him. He's like, who so, is this? Head case. <laughs> he was here. No, he wasn't here, actually. 
He's the only Monday man that's guessed not to be in the Johnny Blues because we went to James Cook's. Glen, oh, Glen the man Lower cave. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was brilliant in fairness. Yeah. That was great, Craig. So, um, yeah, so that was our first win in Cork in six years. And we've won six league games in a row for the first time since. It was like a run at the end of 2011 and the beginning of 2012. It includes that Monaghan win that ended up being expunged. So it's the first time we've done six in a row in one season since 2010. And we're going for seven in a row in the league, yeah? We've only ever done that once in the Tata era. Go on. And that was 2009. Under M-O-N. That's who it was. Oh yeah, so uh, McAniff is now the league's top goal scorer. Five goals. And he only got ten last year for Derry. And he didn't score any after May. So he's already halfway to his last season, Teddy. Good man. Adam McAniff. And uh, as for Waterford, we're playing them. We won the last three against them. They're kind of they're scoring and they're conceding. They're like the joint second highest scorers with twelve, but they're also the joint second worst defence with thirteen. Mm. So scoring and conceding. And yeah, away from home they're not great. They lost three out of four away, and last year they lost half their away game. So signs are good. <laughs> okay, so up next we have starting elevens and predictions. Yeah, so uh, quickest ever, same 11. Chances can't fault. Same 11 and 3 now. I think eventually our team should work its way back to Ethan Boyle, right back, Joey, centre back alongside Grace. But for now, until Boyle gets back to fitness, I wouldn't change that team. Yeah. So 3 0, I think we'll keep clean she. Um, I think it says it all that Watts can't get a sniff. A player of his ability. Oh, he was supposed to be the great white hope last year. Before we brought Jacko in, so crazy stuff. So, what's your same team? Um, what's your prediction? Same team. What'd you say, 3 0? I said 3 0. We'll go with 3 0. I'll say 2 0. So, that's the start of 11s and predictions. Quickest one ever, but the prof has another stat. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this one. Uh, that was Sean Cavanagh's first goal of the season. And it was his first goal since he scored for us in his first two appearances last year. That was a home to Bray and Derry. So he's three in total now. So the prof is banging out the stats again. I'm gonna have to give a big shout out to new listener Jimmy Lawless. Um, Jimmy Lawless, he, he suffers from having a massive, massive head. It's really, really large. He struggles to get it around, and we see we got my job in the DMC, you know, and he kind of has to carry it around with one of these blueies. Massive, massive head. So we're gonna do uh, a collection for a reduction in his head size and tala on Friday. So please give generously. As he's uh, he's not the, not exactly a looker, so he doesn't work in my building. We're so. gonna do our best to you know reduce the size of his massive head. So um, Jan Matt wrote this in the forum after UCD. He said, regardless of who we are playing, people should want to get the tele for match night because match nights are fucking rapid this season so far. Yes, and they are. Now, much have we talked about this, Gar? We talked we talked about like we played in dock or balls or whatever. We get four or five thousand. Then we have UCD and it's one or two thousand. We are playing really good football. Ten points clear. The Rovers are back. The Rovers are back. We should get 5,000 against Waterford this, this week. 
look at what's going on. People, as fickle as we are, that's the way people are. They're going to turn up now because we're top of the league with 10 points clear and we're playing more over the home. People are going to look at it and say, that's a bit of spice about that. Who's playing fucking that cunt up front? That can add you. I'm telling you, we're going to, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we push on and get a massive crowd and hit the south stand because it's going to be excellent. The atmosphere is unbelievable. I actually don't care who we're playing anymore. <laughs> the props just, perch is the place to be. Just match nights are deadly. Jam Matt has just hit the nail on the head. There. Yeah, nail on head. It's a cracker of a night. And it really is. I mean, think about it. Let's all, let's sum it up. You can get points, right? Which is the clincher for me, anyway. I don't need to hear anymore. But for other people, the food is amazing. You've got the big bucket of nachos with the cheese and the beans and the mince. And you've got burgers, you've coffee, you've tea. You've whatever else you need. Um, if the junior hoops, if the kids want to get involved, that's a fantastic thing that they're running every single week. It's brilliant. They're working really hard mm-hmm. just to keep the kids involved and and. Like look at the look at the package that you get. All you have to do is pay a tenner. You're getting a sticker book. You're getting stickers. You're getting hats. You're getting thunder sticks. You're getting these other noise makers. You're getting horns. They're doing amazing work for the club. There's everything you need in a match night. Literally, we're lacking nothing, nothing. Bar filling the other stand. That's it. So that's something that we hope to do. Remember, we used to say we have everything right off the pitch, and it's just about getting it right on the pitch now. Well, now both are yeah coinciding. No excuse beautifully to not go and, and get and get involved in this so uh, get yourself down so the Rover Supporters Easter collection is on Friday and we are busy busy boys in the DMC we are collecting eggs so if you do happen to listen and work in the Dublin Mail Centre we have a collection point just beside the canteen and get your eggs in bring them to Tallis Stadium you can bring colouring books if you want you can bring a little teddy you can bring something nice for someone that you think a child would like Get it in, give them something nice, and uh, we're trying to do a good deal here. That's all it is. And the kids' toys, gifts, and Easter eggs are in aid of National Children's Hospital in Tala. Collection points are the Glenmalore Suite and the Junior Hoops section in the main stand. Members of the squad, along with the Junior Hoops, will bring the gifts to the children at Easter. Give a little if you can. I mean, if you look at Super Value, I think they're doing nine eggs for nine euro. The price of two points, you're making some kids happy. Somebody on three for three euro. Get yourself what, what are What sort of deals are Tesco doing there? Uh, Bowles Nemesis. Do you know what? Actually, I think Tesco are doing fantastic deals, in particular the one in Fisborough. So I think everybody <laughs> should get down to Fisborough and spend every penny you have and do your shopping there. Because it's a really profitable Tesco and they should probably yeah. stick around and stay where they are. Because, I mean, Couldn't if you go down, one. the deals there are great. They have great drink deals, they're really nice staff. They're fantastic because, listen, Prof, every little helps. <laughs> so... um we are going to talk about our next show. It'll be Monthly Madness to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the six in a row. And we'll have Paddy Mulligan, who played in most of these FAI Cup finals, and Peter Fitzpatrick, who saw most of them in person. So we'll be making the Ultras raffle draw on air in Johnny Blue's bar, and that'll be posted on Tuesday morning. So uh, listen up, because you could get yourself a nice piece of history in Bazunu's jersey, which I would love. I've, I've nabbed us a couple of tickets. I hope we get that, because it looked fantastic in Johnny Blue's and uh, so that is it for this week get yourself down to Tallis Stadium watch us play Waterford on Friday and get involved in any way you can so that is it catch us at the Profs Perch in South Stand keep on hooping see you was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then
then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace Of doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried I thought love was more or less a given thing The more I gave, the less I got What's the use in trying? When all you get is pain When I needed sunshine, I got rain Then I saw her face Now I'm a 